Welcome everyone, Lee Henson Hasty here with uh, Jeffrey Bullock from the University of Dubuque. First, let's say, are you and your family doing okay? Well, Lee, thanks for asking. Yes, we are and um, <laughs> uh, we're experiencing togetherness, so that's, uh, that's a good thing. But thanks for having me back and we're well and healthy and I'm, I hope the same is the same for you and your family as well. Yes. Yeah, I was, uh, my daughter has been wonderful. The whole family has, but she's been cooking for me and training me and all kinds of things. So I may come out of this pandemic all the healthier for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm all hoping right. that. All right. That's good. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's a lot of fun. Um, for those of you who don't know um, Jeffrey, he is actually, although he's one of the youngest, um, presidents uh, of one of our theological schools, um, and also he actually is the only president uh, also of a, a college and university, uh, too. Um, he is one of the longest serving and um, in our Presbyterian Church uh, seminary world and brings lots of experience. I actually have been reading um, in thinking about this uh, conversation, a book you gave me, I think, uh, some years ago, it's the child of the church. It's, uh, oh, it's the yeah. history of University of Butte from 1852 uh, to 2008. And I've been especially focused on the chapter starting in about 1996 when um, you were brought on as dean um, but, but, uh, of the theological school then. But before I go there, let me say Jeffrey is a pastor. He's a spouse. He's a dad of three boys. Um, he's a former quarterback uh, <laughs> of the football team. <laughs> he is uh, uh, a child of Iowa who then went to the West Coast and got some um, schooling, went to the East Coast to Pittsburgh and got his MDiv, his, his uh, PhD from University of Washington. Um, a uh, little quick side note of the University of Washington I want to come back to. I'd like to talk about boys in the boat or if it can come up somehow or another. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll send you some, you know, that, that would be just a bonus. But um, right. speech and communication and homiletics. But he is a leader. He is one of the he's one of these people in the community of the Committee on Theological Education and the theological education world in the PCUSA that people just go to because he's so wise. Uh, and lead so well. And I pointed to the history. In 1996, when you came on board in the summer at the University of Dubuque um, as dean of the seminary, um, it was at a tenuous time. Um, there had enrollment was starting to lag, even though financial aid was up. Um, the nursing program closed around that time, not long after. There was a lot of uncertainty. Um, but in the midst of that, um, you were brought on and things have just thrived in so many ways. If people don't know, um, go, go and visit the website of the university, learn about their strategic thinking and their visioning, which is how it really started. That goes to Jeffrey. But it also, I realized I had not read this until uh, yesterday about your installation as Dean at Westminster Presbyterian Church in Dubuque. You preached a sermon um, and in that sermon, uh, and I was drawn to this because I'm a sailor, you use a 
you used a story about a deckhand who was called upon to climb to untangle a line. The climbing deckhand would be fine if he kept looking up, but if he looked down, there would be tragedy. Um, and what you were saying is during turbulent times, um, it's easy to become fearful. And I'm thinking we're in a turbulent time right now. Again, you know, more broadly, not just at the university. Um, it's easy to become fearful and become frightened if we focus below, but you called on those gathered and the school to focus above and the president then um, used that, I think, as a mantra, look up, stay focused on more heavenly theological things, stay focused on your mission. Um, and I'm just, I just want to say thank you because it's a witness um, to the church and the world um, that uh, when when you're scared, uh, keep looking up, and I think you keep doing that, um, Jeffrey. And and I, I think it's uh, you, you can be helpful to us in this time to think about um, pe people who are scared and fearful of what the future holds. So um, uh, I don't know if you remember that sermon, but uh, oh, I do, <laughs> I do. Yes, yeah, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. <clears throat> yes, we were, um, well, thank you, Lee, that, for that very uh, gracious introduction. I, it, it's true. I, I started here in 1996 as dean of the Theological Seminary, and it was uh, kind of an unlikely set of circumstances uh, that, that uh, landed me here. Uh, it was probably only three weeks into our time here uh, as dean of the theological seminary, when the president uh, that was part of the hiring process that that uh, called me here uh, retired, and I I didn't know that it was coming, and so I can remember calling uh, Dana, my my wife, who was back in Pennsylvania at a wedding anniversary, wow. and uh, saying, "Well, dear, it's probably a good thing we haven't unpacked our bags because I have a feeling uh, we'll be on the road again," and. Uh, uh, the, the acting president, the board installed an acting president, uh, the chair of the board, a person by the name of J. Bruce Merriweather, who became a mentor and is uh, to this day a very close friend. And uh, I remember my second meeting with uh, Mr. Merriweather. He was a retired banker. He just retired. He had very proud of the fact that he had perfect Sunday school attendance uh, <laughs> in his uh, Presbyterian church in Southern Illinois. And he, he brought the, the, the uh, medallions in to prove it. Um, <laughs> I remember my, my second meeting with him when this announcement was made, I, I said, well, Mr. Merriweather, you don't really know me that well, but uh, I'm sure you're going to want to bring your own people in. And, and I understand that. And if you give me a little time, I'll find uh, another place to be. And he said, well, what are you talking about? And I, so I reiterated but I said, and he looked at me, just squarely looked at me and said, Jeffrey, he said, your, your job is to build the best seminary you can build. Mm. And I can remember looking at him and saying, well, do you mean that? Uh, because if you mean that, I think we can do that. But I need to know that you mean that. Mm -hmm. And well, he said, of course. And anyway, that was, uh, that was how we started. And uh, uh, in, in those years as today, the seminary continues to be uh, strong and solid. Uh, the college at that time, and you're rightly, we're the only school in the denomination that's both a college and a theological seminary. We were right. founded as a seminary for about the first 50 years of our existence, but 
in those years, the college was really struggling. And uh, uh, thankfully the seminary was strong and provided excellent leadership. And then after two years uh, and several approaches, the board uh, asked me to be, think about becoming president. And I really, I really was not truthfully interested. Uh, right. And I said, I actually politely declined on two different occasions. And finally, the third occasion, Mr. Merriweather had Dan and me up uh, to his northern Wisconsin lake home, and we had a long talk. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty clear that there was a call there, uh, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was a very, it was a strong call, but it was an uncertain situation. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, so... <clears throat> That's what I walked into, and if in the book you you know that that I think my first year we had a lawsuit with our college faculty. They had the first first death in our uh, aviation program, uh, and there were all kinds of financial problems uh, on on top of a few other things. So it uh, it was an interesting beginning. I actually, uh, even though I was installed as dean of the seminary. I've never, uh, no, not many people know this, but I was never inaugurated as president. We, uh, wow. we and uh, uh, it kind of seemed like why, first of all, we didn't have the money to host a decent one. And secondly, <laughs> why provide a venue for people to protest? So, <laughs> so I, I guess I'm an imposter president and I'm, I'm quite okay with that. <laughs> I think uh, I, it's sort of like what we say of baptism is, you know, to the child is, you know, God already, already loves you and claims you, but uh, we're, we're going to do that formally. I think it is clear God called you, claimed you, named you uh, to this leadership role. And I, I bet you didn't imagine, you didn't imagine doing it then. And you probably didn't imagine that you'd still be sitting in that chair um, in 2019, 2020. Um, no, either. no, you know, <laughs> I, I did know uh, my close colleagues, uh, as, as we worked through this and started to get a little better and a little smarter about this and started to get some traction, it was, it was pretty clear to us uh, that it would take about 20 years to really do what we felt needed to be done to achieve the, the kind of uh, organization that our mission invited us or challenged us to be. Right. Uh, <clears throat> that held pretty true. I'm I'm completing my 24th year here, wow. and there there's still, uh, I think my 22nd as president, and there's still there's still a lot of work to do. But yeah, I'm just so grateful for our our team and for our organization and for this mission and for uh, especially during this timely. Uh, it is a little like boys in the boat is. <laughs> this this group is all rowing together. I mean, it was it was like, you know, prior to this thing, uh, COVID nineteen, you know, you have some little dust ups here and there in various departments because we're human. I tell you, once once this thing hit, everybody was focused, everybody was rowing in the same direction, and and this this team hasn't wavered a bit. And I'm, I'm really proud of them. I'm proud of what they do for students. I'm proud of our faculty. I'm really proud of our staff and, and our support staff and just the entire team. So it's really a I got to ask you, I got to ask you, since you, you, you took my bait and, and used the analogy, um, I started to think 
and I know you were a quarterback in, uh, before. You probably have some of that in you. Not a very but, good one, by the way. But, <laughs> um, uh, but I wonder, in the boat, do you see yourself – my son just started rowing this year. He's really grieving. He's not being able to compete. Um, yeah. And uh, he, he's taught me a little bit. Like He's like the sixth or seventh person. He called it the engine room. I don't know all the different roles. But um, where do you see yourself in the boat? Are you in the coxswain, you know, calling it out? Are you, uh, are you there rowing? I kind of picture you rowing somewhere. Yeah, in the, in yeah. The team. No, I – well, first, I really uh, – uh, I'm glad Garrison's rowing. I mean, it's a beautiful sport. I think it's uh, just an elegant, beautiful, uh, very, very, very physically taxing sport and it's something you can do your entire life uh right i regret not getting involved in rowing when i was out on the west coast washington had a great team but there were a lot of club teams and um it's just a beautiful sport uh that's one of my goals here actually i'd love to get uh, a crew team here someday although i i don't know if that'll ever happen but you never know um they're investors crew, all the crew time and field hockey Crew and field hockey. Crew and field hockey. That'd be great. No, I, think I see myself as a rower. I, uh, you know, our our motto is uh, uh, school motto is Montrelai Gabenuntein Geist. It's German for various gifts and one spirit, all serving the church and the world. And uh, I believe we've all been endowed with uh, certain gifts, and that we're to use those gifts uh, in whatever position in the shell. Uh, we're best suited for and and we're to use those gifts uh, uh, for the glory of God and to bear witness to to this good news that that this mission offers uh, for all of the, all of our students, regardless of background, regardless of socioeconomic status that that we all have work to do, we all have a position, we all have responsibilities, and if we do them together, uh, then we're serving students the way that uh, we're intending. To serve them. I don't know if folks who are watching, and we have a, a number of folks, Ali, uh, Rose Niles and Leanne Van Dyke, uh, one of your colleagues, president of uh, Yeah, uh, hi, Leanne, hi, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, David uh, Cortez Fuentes, Chip Hardwick, among others. Um, you, you really, and I've, I've always experienced this way, you, you are being you right now. And every, I've been in just one-on-one -on -one with you, there's a calm to you, there's a centeredness to you. Um, I guess there's a focus upward for you, um, even in the midst of storms, even in this crazy stuff. You 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 have a sense of humor. <laughs> um, it seems to me, and I know pastors out there and church leaders in general, uh, people are scared. I mean, I'm, I'm, you were telling about all the different things that were kind of the dominoes that seemed to be falling early on at Dubuque that were pointing the wrong way. Um, you right. probably woke up some nights thinking uh, this is this is over, but you always and even just a minute ago, returning to the motto, you always seem to be mission vision focused. Um, do you think that's part? I mean, and theologically focused. I mean, so in this pandemic, is that part of um, what makes this, you know, you would say what uh, will keep us faithful? Because I know that's what you're, it's about being faithful. Uh, as well as being successful? Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, 
I go back to that earlier conversation with uh, Mr. Merriweather and one of uh, Bruce's great contributions uh, to the university was, was reestablishing a mission that mattered, that was purposeful. And that was one of the conditions, honestly, of, of accepting uh, the presidency for me. And a lot of people treat mission statements as just part of a strategic plan. And, uh, but around here, you'll see it everywhere. I still have the original uh, sign in my office that I used to keep in, in my conference room. And it was on a wall where everybody could see it. And it, it just said, it's about the mission, dot, <laughs> dot, dot, period. And uh, so what's, what's interesting about that is, is uh, we make decisions around the mission. We hire and call people around the mission. Uh, we're navigating our um, way through this pandemic, uh, looking to our mission uh, to guide us. Um, you know, for example, uh, there, there, as we all know, and one of the things that's just terribly frightful for people is that an enormous number of people have lost their jobs um, and are just ter understandably terribly frightened. This is devastating. This is, this is worse than the Great Depression. And, you know, there are uh, some companies, uh, uh, unfortunately, that really take advantage of that. Uh, I have to say around here, many of the companies uh, with whom we work and interface are so driven uh, by their cultures and so kind of sacrificial for their people that we just haven't seen a lot of that. A lot of the local inner uh, ownership companies are very focused on um, keeping people positive, keeping people employed, employed, you know, if we need to do a shared sacrifice uh, to meet our bottom line, we're going to do that. That's, that's right. just what we do. Now that doesn't excuse either poor behavior or uh, substandard performance by employees. We have high expectations for, for everyone around here because the mission uh, is a really high uh, uh, goal and stretch for us. So, but we're, we're really committed, you know, we believe that, that um, organizational culture trumps organizational strategy every time. Mm -hmm. And so we're really investing in this time in our organizational culture. So we communicate a lot, um, we, mm -hmm. we, we reach out to each other a lot, and, mm -hmm. and we know that we are going to get through this because we have a strong culture and mm -hmm. because God has a purpose for us. So, you know, it's not going to be easy uh, and mm -hmm. there will be something like this again. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's life and that's a life of leadership actually. Right, <laughs> whether you wanted it or not, <laughs> right? It's not something you were right. necessarily, <laughs> but right. uh, exactly. what you're called to. <laughs> exactly, um, and I, I really do, I think if I were serving a congregation now, Lee, I, <clears throat> I really think more, as I think about this, I mean, this is, it's moments like this is what we are designed for uh, as, as the church. I mean, that's hopeful. I, I agree. If, if we, if we can't find a way to be useful and productive and hopeful in the midst of all of this, I, I think it's, it's time to sort of do something else because I mean, this is what we're built for. I mean, I think 
honestly, I think as, as the Presbyterian Church, I think we've in many ways lost our way because we're dabbling in, in uh, minors uh, rather than <laughs> focusing on majors. And th this is a major. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and this is the time when we should really shine and uh, because we have something to say and we have something right. to do. And we have, uh, you know, an opportunity, again, to, to point people in a direction that's hopeful uh, rather mm -hmm. than, than fearful. Our, guys, the time is blowing away here. We, uh, I don't know if you have a few more minutes, if we went to 1.30, if that's going to work in your calendar. I know you got some stuff coming. That's perfect, uh, yes. Okay, that's I can good. avoid a board okay. meeting if we do that. <laughs> okay. Well, you just mentioned some things I want to come to. I, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to our, uh, your colleague and our mutual friend, Brian Blunt, and he, uh, yeah. it was Easter week, or, um, you know, on, right before Easter, right after Easter, I can't remember, but we were talking, he was you uh, talking about, um, uh, he knows the end of the story. You know, um, sometimes you can read the story and look scary. You read Job, you read crucifixion, you read you know, other difficult times, storms, what have you, but we know the end of the story. And the end right. of the story is uh, a story of redemption and hope and promise, right? I mean, just over and over again. I mean, the people of Israel, you know, the whole Exodus account, same deal. Right. There's a lot of complaining, and but it's, it, is, it is just this kind of moment um, where we can be the church and be the reformed church where we think you know, we use our head to, we use science, you know, right. um, we're not, we're not just, uh, you know, um, I think we have some particular ways we embrace, uh, the faith that is informative for now. What, what are some of those things that you would point to and some things that you think the church can be doing or is doing, you've seen churches doing that's, um, that really is embracing that kind of leadership in this time. Yeah, well, Brian is such a good leader and such a good <laughs> scholar. I mean, anything he writes or uh, says or speaks or publishes, I mean, I'm all over because he's he's just and he's and he's fun to be around too. Right. <laughs> um, you know, he's right. We know the end of the story. And, and uh, one of my favorite books of scripture is, is one that is overlooked over and over again, but it's Habakkuk uh, or Habakkuk, however you choose to pronounce it. And of course, the end of that little narrative uh, is, yet I will rejoice. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's how we are designed as uh, faithful Christian people. And um, and that's part of the, the, the witness of, of the church in this time. And so, I mean, you see it in so many different ways in congregations. In our area, we have a lot of uh, rural uh, congregations. And uh, candidly, in these communities, these congregations are um, they're very, very difficult to serve because so much is expected of the pastor. Uh, it is the center for the food pantry. It is the center for right. the clothing pantry. It is the center for mental health, brain health counseling in that community, even uh, for folks who are not part of the congregation. And so uh, I have just enormous respect uh, for our students, for our alums, and for others who are serving in these congregations. Uh, and in lots of ways, they're excelling during this time because, I mean, we know how to do distancing right i mean because oh yeah 
if you're in the middle of South Dakota, there isn't anybody within a 15 mile uh, radius. And so you know how to operate, you know how to develop relationships online. And uh, so I'm really proud of, of what our students are doing and what our alums are doing. And, you know, even though this work is, is enormously challenging and taxing and, and takes a physical and a mental and emotional toll, uh, I, I really do believe that the work in, in pastoral ministry is even more challenging because there are so fewer resources available. Right. Uh, and, and the pastor is so often the one that is doing so many different things. And, and it's easy to, to get discouraged. I, it's hard for me to get discouraged around here because I have so many wonderful yeah. people. You have a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, so I really respect what's happening in pastoral well, ministry. Well, you, you point to, though, um, I mean, and this is, I think, a gift of the, of the Reformed tradition and the Presbyterian Church in general is, you know, the, the, the pastor is the moderator of the session. And there is a team. And, and that's important to bring that team together. I talked to two pastors um, in Oregon, co-pastors, and they talked about even within their session, they created an administrative commission to make decisions fast. I mean, bringing those, finding your team is important. And by the way, this, this event, is, the reason we did it is to be a resource to those kind of congregational leaders to let them know they're not alone and, and we're here with them um, too. Um, one other little thread I wanted to make sure we, we discussed, you were an early, the University of Dubuque um, and the theological school was an early adopter to distance education, right? So when yeah. everybody's going online now, you've been online since, uh, you know, before, before technology got easy and right. uh, the right. transition has not been, has been more seamless uh, for you and, and just a they're yeah. tremendous resource. If folks don't know, um, University of Dubuque, I think one of the first two ATS accredited theological schools accredited with the online distance program. It's a hybrid um, or has been. I'm not sure what y'all are going to do with that now, but um, yeah. um, you're an early adopter. I think that's that's a great resource even now. You know, it is, Lee. We Yes, we've been doing this over 15 years. We We started with a grant from the Lilly Endowment years and years ago, and ATS was suspicious and, you know, nothing good could happen with online theological education. And, you know, what we've been able to demonstrate year in and year out is that our outcomes are, are equal to or superior uh, to many, many, many residential programs. Um, we have students from, we are the most diverse seminary uh, in, in the country right now. We have students from over 30 states, 10 countries, 15% uh, uh, no. of our population are from new emerging uh, underrepresented uh, uh, um, demographics and, um, and it works for us. I'm really, it, it's a hybrid program. So we have students here once or twice a year, really intensively online, um, mm -hmm. obviously. And, and I think one of the reasons this works is because students are actually practicing ministry in residence, in, in their congregations, as well as uh, right. uh, reflecting. And uh, on top of that, we started a new program called the YAM program, um, the Young Adult Ministry Program. And so we, we look for four to five, uh, usually uh, younger uh, students out of college that will commit to four years that will be involved in our undergraduate program, oh, wow. also be involved in, in our theological education. Uh, 
uh, offerings, and that has really served us well too. So we're a very interesting place. I, I really admire what's happening in, in the Presbyterian-related theological schools. There are just so many really wonderful things well, that are happening. These are what well, people people don't realize. These are not cookie cutter institutions. No. They're all unique in bringing something and. You bring something. One of the things, I, one of my favorite things, I think you know what I'm going to say, is you're only theological school with a football team. <laughs> so, That's right. Yes. So, uh, and can, uh, can you go to the seminary and have some eligibility and play? Is that yes? You can actually. We've had uh, <laughs> we've had seminarians who haven't played football. Had I known, I could have. I had two years of eligibility. Had I known <laughs> that was still a possibility, I would have played. But no, we've had seminarians on our tennis team. We'd had seminarians on our golf team. Just awesome to do seminary, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's possible. All things are possible, Lee. All things are possible. Well, listen, I, our time is wrapping up. It's I, I hate for it to because I always have so much fun with you, and I know I see the comments. People are saying things like quotable quotes. Stanley Ott saying it's good to see you, among others. Uh, my yes, one, yeah, my yeah. presbytery, Laura Lupton, uh, Chris White, others. Um, thank you for joining us, and others you'll follow later. Let me just say once again, thank you for the kind of culture that you create and you have created there at University of Buke that is viral. I'd be careful with that uh, now, but it's, it's a gift because it's, ve it's very much um, theologically and focused, Christ-centered. Um, that's been one of the turns that, that the university really made that created you really opened up and created some flourishing and you've been right in the center of that. Thank you for really giving a good chunk of your life and your family to, um, to that mission. And, and just the, the hundreds and thousands of people, the ripple effect um, that it's had and, and your willingness to take some chances like with distance education. And I know you were, you went in skeptically at, at first, but I mean, and you're, you're, but you've been willing to take some chances. It's a real witness. I encourage everyone to go and find out more about the university. Do the, I think there are a couple of, um, what a drone sort of tours. The campus has just had a, a transformation. That Performing Arts Center is amazing. The new quad that's come together. Um, it's just an amazing thing. And I'm just grateful for you and, and who you are. And I wonder if you would close us with, with a with a charge or benediction or both, would that be possible? How about an offering? <laughs> <laughs> that 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 can you That's can do that too. <laughs> No, what I what I do want to say, I' happy to do that, Lee. But I want to also for everybody that's watching, I want to thank you for your role in Presbyterian theological education. I I miss you as in uh, the Committee on Theological Education, but we're really grateful for your role in the foundation and uh, for um, finding investors in this very important work of theological education. And uh, there really isn't a better person in the country to do it than you. You do it very well. You're persistently, you're impos it's impossible not to like you. And uh, uh, that's, that is a very good trait for a person who's doing what you're doing. So my charge, first of all, would be to thank you, but my, and I want everyone to thank you, uh, but my charge to all of us, it would be to, simply to be people of hope, uh, because as, as Brian has uh, let us know, well, we, we know what the last chapter is. And <laughs> uh, so let's continue to be people of hope and let's be purposeful and focused uh, and understand that the best is yet to be.
So thank you.